Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. It's the last podcast before the World Cup break and it's another one-all draw at home for Luton. It left it late. The 90th minute from Berry, two goals in one week for him. Uh, but it's another home game without a win. Obviously, as well, from last week, we're now managerless. And to be honest, it feels like this World Cup break's come at a very good time for the club. Just a chance to reset and yeah, go again. I'm, I'm with Dave tonight. Bataro, not with us again tonight. Where is he? Where's he at? Well, he's working, isn't he? He's working. He's working. He's he's earning hard-earned money, as he should. Well, we'll give him a call, hopefully, in a bit and see if he answers, because he ignored my text tonight. But anyway... you know, maybe he's looking for that pub to watch some football. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Saturday, I wasn't at the game. I was working. But how... uh, It's kind of like the last-minute goal saved us in... I don't want to be like teams like Rotherham, but maybe before the game, you're looking at that as potentially one to win. But at the end of the day, we didn't lose, which is probably, if you can't win them, don't oh. lose it. Well, do you know what? Uh, if I could just go back a few days to when we went to Stoke. Yeah. And we turned up there after a nice journey up and within 13 minutes, the game was over. Um, and I didn't see that game probably in the right way. Because apparently, you know, when I look back at it now, I was, I was think I was angry because we started so badly and, it, and we, we, taken the time to go up there um, but apparently we played really well but I didn't see it on the night because I was too bloody angry about the start and I should have really thought about how we played on Saturday we was 1-0 down after 55 bloody seconds yeah, and, and you know it was, for that you're thinking not again you know so yeah we were lucky to get a point in the end I think um, should we have put Rotherham to bed yeah maybe because you know they weren't all that but they did Neither a job, we, but like. that's why I was to say they did a job on us, didn't they? And they played quite well. And I don't think we played um, to our full potential, sadly. Um, so to get away with a one-all in the end, um, I suppose it's a fair result. Um, Morris should have scored. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, disappointed. The only good thing about Saturday was uh, cheering Mick out. I was going to say when you look at the opportunity for Mick to step back in and maybe if it's only one game looking like it'll only be one game but I think like everyone was it was just gearing towards a day where it's like look big mix back on the in the dugout everything's just going to go away but it's like you said it, it took 55 seconds and I get a message from you like one minute past three going losing and I was just like it's just typical it, it just feels like we're in a bit of a rut at the moment where it since that Norwich win yeah we had a brilliant result of Blackpool last week but I don't know, something's just not quite right. And now without a manager, it's it's almost like we need a big reset and, and to go again on Boxing Day. Well, well not Boxing Day, sorry, the, the, the Borough game in December. Well, but that's the point though, isn't it? You've just said that in your intro, really. This is an ideal time for us to reset, you know. It's needed, isn't it? Yeah, it's needed. We, we need to recruit the manager ASAP, really, to make sure that he can take advantage of this short break to get to know what he has to do. Um, I'm sure the squad will be called in at some point for training or anything. I don't think they're not going to be just left for four weeks, are they? 
Uh, I've seen they'll have a few. They, but they can have know, a break. Got a couple of weeks off in the Premier yeah, League but, at the moment. But they will go back for training, and any new boss needs to be in 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 situ before we restart. That's how I'd look at it. Um, but it has come at a good point. You're right. The whole Nathan Jones uh, debacle is over. You know, fair play to him. Off you go. Hope your career goes well. But um, we need to to push on, and and we've been very lackluster. Um, on Saturday, very lackluster. Is it end of an era now? Nathan Jones has gone. Oh, I'd, well, because he's he's not coming back again for a third no, time, is he? Let's be honest. It's the end of his tenure, isn't it? That's the thing. He won't come back. If he comes back, he'll be he'll be managing another team, and people can do what they feel. Then, can't they? But do you feel Luton fans will look back at this? I guess you could say Nathan Jones era of taking us from League Two halfway through League One, coming back and saving us in the Championship. That actually he. He did have a very good spell within then eight years he was in and around the I club think, six I years, think whatever it is. We all brought in, didn't we? We all brought into his to him and how he was. Um he's not coming back, not as manager ever. I would be very, very, very surprised if that ever happened again. Um but you've got to thank him for what he did for when he came back because when he came you know, he gave us that. He, the first time he went, we said this the other week, the first time he went it was a bit of a shocker the way he left. This time it's sort of expected, wasn't it? After he started talking about, as soon as his name came up, you knew he was going to go. But you've got to say, you know, without him coming back when he did, we might not even be in this division. So you know, fair play to him. But I want to look. I want to look past him now. I want to. I want to see whoever comes in, whoever's been rumoured to come in, whoever comes in, that they grab this opportunity and they push us to the next level. Because after that, the next level after that is power court, and after power court is Premier League because that's what's going to happen. Before we get into the game, you're a popular, popular man tonight, aren't you? Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, phone keep going off. Um, before we get into talking about the game, um, producer Jacob said, have a, have a little chat about who is in the running for the job. And there's been quite a few names um, brandished about. So... Neil Critchley's evens on Sky Bet at the moment. Gary O'Neill went at three to one with Stephen Romston, Rob Edwards, and Mark Bonner all behind him. To you be can, honest, you can never tell. You know they could, you know, they could put all those names in the frame, uh, and then someone completely different comes up. Uh, O'Neill, because you know Bournemouth are after a different manager, aren't they? Uh, I think they're in advance talks with the ex Leeds Leeds guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Critchley, well, he was is he number two at Villa? He left Blackpool to be number two at Villa, didn't he? Yeah. And now, why would he come to us? Is he has he gone? To be number one again. Well, I don't know. You see, there's the point. You just don't know what's going through their minds. Um, I, I I go out on the limb and say that if they're going to pick one, I think they'll go for for uh, your Bournemouth guy if he doesn't get a job. Is there anyone you really want, or are you just kind of I sitting there going, I don't really know. Bottom, not well, to just... be honest, I don't know enough. I don't know enough about them to say they're the type of manager that I want to see at Luton. All I want to know is I want someone to come in that's going to grab our squad and go, you know what, I can get more out of these people. Play play good, exciting football if we can, but more importantly, get the results. I don't, you know, if we won every game 1 0, I wouldn't care. Literally, wouldn't care. I'm unsure on who I'd like to be in charge in a moment. I'm, I'm, whatever the board do, I'm just happy to go. Cool, you crack on, whoever that may be. Well, I'm, ex- I'm I sus- fully expecting there to be a name I've never heard of still just crop up and get the I job. I suspect they've been doing their homework for a few weeks already. Yeah. They, they must have had some sort of plan for this to happen. Um, you know, they must have realised that Southampton was sniffing around at some point. So you know, 
let's hope that uh, Gary and the board do the right job. They find the right person. And that guy comes in, all guns blazing, goes up to Middlesbrough, gets a win. It's a big game when we get back as well, because we're going to look back at the first part, as you can call it, of the season in a bit. But Middlesbrough, obviously under Michael Carrick, are now three wins in a row after a really poor start to the season. It's going to be another tough game. Uh, Rotherham then, three word reviews. uh, LTFC Dave says, could have started better. David says, steadied the ship. Heather, very, very frustrating. Richard said, ref was good. Ian says Rotherham looked good. Cole says Berry scores again. Dwayne says I need a month off. Um, Dan says one Mickey half. And JP says meh for home form. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Home form's been terrible. Why has our home form been so bad? I wish I could tell. We've I only wish... had two wins all season against Blackburn and QPR when they were both second in the table, I think, when we both beat them. So is it... It's a weird one. It's a very, it's weird very one difficult because we actually, when we played um, Queen's Park Rangers, we were bloody good. You know, but um, I sort of agree, you know, we, we could have started better. Um, uh, we Did we make Rotherham look good or were Rotherham good? I don't think Rotherham were great. I just think we made them look great. We'd, we weren't firing properly at the weekend. And it's quite frustrating because, you, again, as I keep saying, you know that we can play better than we did. The goal we conceded after just 55 seconds, terribly defended. A ball in from the, the left-hand side. Pelly's gone to back heel it, I think, to clear it. And it's just fallen. He's put it in the corner away from the keeper. No chance. And you just think from that moment, you're just like, here we go again. And it? it's just, you, you, in recent years in ho- at home, it's been such a tough place to come. And we're always quick off, off the whistle at the start of the game. But it just seems at the moment, it, it does take us a little while to get going. It's, it's a strange one, really. Because I was talking to someone about it this morning, uh, Steve, in fact. And... He was saying there was a couple of times where we had, you know, two good chances to clear and we didn't do it, you know, but you shouldn't be conceding after that early. I mean, the, the only the only good thing about conceding early is you've got a long time to make it back up again. Yeah. And I'd rather concede then than, than super late. But, um, you know, the shot was not stoppable. Horvath couldn't have stopped it, but we just gave him the opportunity. It was just like we hadn't switched on. We hadn't got over the one, two minute silence and the tributes really. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know... Haven't switched on. It was a poor goal to concede, but don't take anything away from Rotherham because it was a it was a really good strike. And they had a really good result midweek against Sheffield United in their and derby away result. from home. So they they were coming to us full of confidence. Yeah, um, we had to wait to the twelfth minute for our first shot on target. Morris header went straight to the keeper. Um, there's a few chances of note really for each 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 team in that first half, but just nothing really. <laughs> to get that excited about no but you know Morris had that one wide didn't he yeah Morris should have scored literally should have put that away and then I think you know we get a goal a bit earlier than we did and I think we're on our way but we just didn't we didn't feel like it didn't feel like we were going to get a goal we were getting shut up quite easily at times I can't remember um, our keeper having to make a a, a big save I just can't remember that Um, we had a couple of chances that um, were saved by their keeper but nothing nothing fantastically outstanding and um, I think we squandered a few opportunities so disappointing Luke Berry come on for Osho in the 56th minute and it's, it's, it's good to see Berry back in and around the team especially after his goal last Saturday against Blackpool and um, he did have the ball in the back of the net on 8 minutes lines and flags up for offside at that stage where you're thinking it's not, it's our, not day. our day. Yeah, of course I did because you know we was it offside. By the way, I've not even seen that. Back. Uh, well, to be honest, I haven't watched it back, but from where I'm standing, I couldn't tell you. But um, 
well, obviously I can. The linesman put his flag up. It was offside. But um, Berry seems to crop up in the right place, right time, quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he puts himself in those positions where he can make a difference. And it's good to see him back in the team, really. Really good to see him back in the team. Um, but up until that point, it was, it was one of those frustrating days that the referee didn't help much. You know, he was okay. He just didn't help much. And, and you know... Rotherham, Rotherham knew what they were doing. They were there. They got the one 0 up. You're right. They come off the back of the Sheffield United thing, and they were defending real well. The equaliser came when uh, Freeman free kick found Clark, directed his shot goal words. Berry just in the right place, really. And we get a little bit of luck, which is what you need when you're up against it at home and you're going yeah. into stoppage time and the ball deflects in and Berry gets his, his, his second goal in a week. Yeah, well, you know what? It's nice to see that go in like that because I think in the end, for the pressure at the, towards the end, we deserve we deserve the goal. Literally deserved a goal. Excuse me, I was just uh, there. But I, I feel right place, right time. Clark, midfield this week, wasn't running up to speed for me. But, you know, take your chance and we got it. And then we could have got another one, you know. It would have been ridiculous to get a second. Uh, but, you know, the goal was lucky, I suppose. It, it, it hit Berry. you know. I don't think Berry knew much about it, did he? He was running across the goal, it hit him, yeah. goes in. So... For me, decent goal to, to, to get it. You know, it was a game of two minutes, wasn't it? First minute they score, last minute we score. And in between, it was a bit of huffing and puffing with not much happening uh, and not much to write home about. And it's just disappointing that our home results and our home form has not been as good as it was last season. However, I think we're still in a better position than we were this time last season. I think we got one more point than we did before. It's really bizarre, though, that you say that. and that I'm not sure what everyone else thinks, right? So if you're listening to this now, you're watching this now on YouTube, leave a comment below and just get your opinion on this because I'd be interested to see. But like, producer Jacobs put here on the running order that Luton are just one point off the playoffs heading into the World Cup break. And looking at the league table right here on my phone, we're only three points behind Watford in fourth. I know, it's crazy. It blows your mind because you look at some of the results, like you look at the Stoke performance and the result on Saturday and you just think there's so, and we we say this every single week on the podcast, there's so many games where we feel like we've just thrown it away yeah, but so throw, easily. Yeah. But we're still... We're still there. We're still because, there. Because this league currently is crazy. You know, a couple of wins and you can be top. A couple of defeats and you can be in the bottom four. So uh, we've done well to sustain where we are. You're right. And it still gives you that dream. It still gives your new manager time to come in and get it right. Uh, look, a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago, was it two, three weeks ago, Queen's Park Rangers were top of the league. And now they're six, somewhere like that. So it, it, it swings and roundabouts all of the time. I think your dominant teams are making their way to the top of the league at the moment. Yeah. Um, but there's no reason why we can't press for that playoff position, is there? Jacob no. says, Luton have had the most draws in the league this season with nine, seven of them coming at home. So yeah, but seven at home is too many. That's what I'm going to say. Am I wrong to say I'm a little bit disappointed with that home form? Or will people just go, well, look at the league table, we're only three points behind fourth place. You can be disappointed with it because we've had some great away form this season, had some great away games. But, you know, imagine converting even half of those seven draws into wins, you know. Well, not, you know, three or four of them because half of them wouldn't be impossible, wouldn't it? Let's be fair. But uh, you can be disappointed because it hasn't been brilliant. But the overall picture is the big thing. And the bigger picture is the one we want to see, isn't it? And the bigger picture says we're still doing all right. So we shouldn't be worried. Get behind the team. When we come back, it's like a start of a new season again, isn't it? And if we go and we and we can create that form at home, 
for the rest of the season, then this little blip comes out of it. At least we're not losing every week. Yeah, I guess that is the main positive, isn't it? That yeah, we've we've got quite a few home draws, but yeah, not losing at home. Well, I mean, we only lost once at home. Is it? it feels like we lose every week when it I'm does. watching. It, it does. Just, <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? It feels like because we we know, again, I I know everybody who watches this podcast or listens to it would say the same. Um, we know we can do better than that at home. We do know that because we've seen it in the past. We've seen how good we can be, and when everybody's firing off all cylinders. We play well. Look at Queen's Park Rangers. Look at the Blackburn results. Look at how we played um, when we were away at, at Norwich and Burnley, you know, and places like that. So the the talent is there. It's just a case of enhancing it and, and making it, pushing it on, I think. Looking at our next lot of fixtures, then Middlesbrough away when we come back after the break in three weeks' time. Mill at home on World Cup final day at midday. What's that about? Yeah, weird enough. What is that about? At least uh, it starts at midday, so, you know, you can make a full day of it. Wow, what a load of rubbish. Um, then Norwich at home on Boxing Day, followed by QPR away and Huddersfield away. So if, we, if we're looking to kick our home form off with a bang when we come back from the break, no better way to do it than Millwall when a team... You know, we well, beat look, one look, nil a few weeks ago. But. Yeah, but just think of it. Millwall are on a bit of a stretch at the moment. They had a great result on the weekend. Uh, on uh, yeah, on Saturday, didn't they? Four uh, two was it at Preston? Yeah. Um, so you know, we say it every time as well. There is no easy games in this league, none, and uh, you have to make the most of what you've got. And we haven't been doing that at home, but there's no reason why we can't go and sneak a few points there, is there? And if you go for the thing, we'd, you'd like to think that you win your home fixtures. Uh, although the Norwich one on Boxing Day is going to be super hard. Uh, be nice to put one over on Queen's Park Rangers again, but. You know. Especially Loftus Road. Well, I, you know, there I haven't I haven't seen Luton win there for for as long as I can remember. Since two thousand and seven, I just can't remember the FA Cup. I think I was there, but I can't remember the last time that I just you know memories are gone. So it'd be nice to put that straight. Getting old, <laughs> but I am getting old. But the thing is, every time I look at these fixtures yet to come, I go, oh bloody hell, they're quite difficult. I don't think I know, there's we never an easy, week, don't we? Yeah, but there's never an easy one, is there? It's never an easy one, and that's the problem. So, you know, we are where we are. We, we're in a good position. We've got a nice break. We can enjoy, you know, three weeks or three and a half weeks of not worrying about Luton Town. And then it restarts, and we'll get back on it. You know, by that time, probably England are at the World Cup. So, uh, you know, it won't matter that we're playing on World Cup final day. What have you made of the first part of the season then? Like, I know we've just been speaking there about our home form, but maybe if you had to look back at it, and I'm going to put you on the spot here and say, pick one thing that you've been really impressed with oh, in that yeah. first part of the season and maybe one thing you've been disappointed with for that first part of the season. What, what would it um, be? Okay. I've been really impressed with um, Carlton Morris and I've liked the way that he's absolutely come to the fore. Although, uh, again, recently not scored as much as we want him to score, but he's a really, really strong player and you can see why we spent a lot of money on him. So I've been really impressed with him and our away form. Our away trips have been really decent, uh, with the exception of Stoke City, obviously. Um, what have I been disappointed with? I think we've already gone through it. I think Adi Bayo's not been up to speed, and that's disappointed me. But we, we again, the home form, really. Uh, and obviously obviously that 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 mm. defeat a few, was it two weeks ago, that one? More, more than that, though. Was it? So that one. So it's a very difficult one to answer because... I'm still quite optimistic and it's quite unusual for me to be like that. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, what's the best part of the season? I think some of the players have pushed up a level. Um, I still think, 
you know, uh, Alan Campbell, uh, Morris, um, for me, have, have shown that they are quality. Um, yeah, disappointed that the manager's gone as well. Because yeah. I, I reckon yeah. that Nathan Jones could have taken us further. I reckon if he'd have, you know, just kept his dream alive for a little bit longer, he could take further. So am I disappointed he's gone? Yeah. Am I surprised he's gone? Not really, when, when they come knocking. And I'm excited about what's going to happen. So for me, what the first part of the season is, we're in a, a position... I think I think I read one point better than we were last season. Can't complain. And if that's the if that's the case, then um, you know we could still be pushing for that, and that I, playoff place. I think if I look for me, I know we've touched on the home form, but I think like they coincide of each other. That the disappointment for me is the home form. I mean, yeah. I've only seen Luton win at home once this season. I know everyone's only seen it twice, but um, I wasn't unfortunately at the Blackburn game. I know I was. I saw, I've seen both. Forget what I'm saying. But either way, I just think <laughs> it's, it's for me disappointing that it's been so poor. But then again, I'm, one of the things I've been impressed with is our away form. And I, I think the thing that gets me is look how well we're doing away from home. I just think, why can't we play like that at home? Why can't we get them? Res- we're grinding out results away from home. We're going to Cardiff on a Tuesday night and we're winning 2-1. We're going to Blackpool and bodies on the line to get a 1-0 win. And we're going to Burnley and getting a draw. And it's like then at home... We go three two up against Huddersfield and throw it away. We go two one up against Coventry and throw it away. And but maybe it's just maybe, like why I, I, I can see that away. Why can't we just quite get it right? Because home? I think the people that when they come to Kenilworth Road set themselves up differently, and we're finding it hard sometimes to break them down or to or to keep on top of them. And that's what I feel. So uh, I agree with you. Why can't we do it? But we we don't seem to. But hey, maybe the new intake, the new management, the new, the new team that come in to to take us further. We'll sort that out. And maybe then we get a little bit of consistency at home by winning more at home and then, you know, we'll be happy. Well, we asked you, um, what have you made of the first part of the season? And also, if you're listening, watching, we'd love to know your best part of the season so far and what you think the worst part of the season is so far. Leave a comment below or on socials, Owen the Town. Um, what have you made of the season so far? Joel says, it's been a little bit mundane. We've proven difficult to beat on the whole, but the home form and the performance levels that have gone with it have been a cause of concern. In saying that, being one point off the playoffs isn't a bad, bad place to be. Bring on the new era. Well, has he been listening? Because it's yeah, exactly what, what said. said yeah, it? it's, it's, a, it's a thing, isn't it? Because uh, we have been difficult to beat sometimes, but it's frustrating that we're not putting them to bed. We're not putting, we're not making these chances and, and taking them when we should, and and then just getting on with it. And you know, look at the Wigan game. How how we didn't win that game? Yeah, is is unreal. There you go. We lost two at home then. Wigan and Preston. Um. Mark says, concede a potential in the squad, the best game QPR by far, just haven't really got into our stride as of yet. Um, but we're still 10th, one point of the playoffs, bonkers league. Yeah, QPR was the best game by far, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Just really want us to recreate that home form. And But if, you, if you've got that two or three weeks in a row, you know, just the potential's there, isn't it? Um, it I, I don't know. Do we, do we, do we just... Do we big ourselves up for the bigger games? I don't know. And and every I think every game in this division is quite big, to be fair. JP says, it says a lot about our progress over the recent seasons that I was hoping slash expecting to be a bit better off than we are. Some home performances in the early exit in the FL Cup have been disappointing. Overall, all things considered, I'm still happy with this season so far. And I, uh, I feel like we're all on the same page here. I'm, I'm happy, everyone. I'm happy we're all on the same page because it's almost like everyone is a little bit disappointed with the home form still buzzing that we are where we are in the table 
we're only a point off playoffs, three points off fourth place. Well, imagine if we were sitting bottom you know. three right now, we'd be yeah, having a exactly. different podcast. So, yeah, I think the early exit in the EFL Cup is a bit disappointing as well because, you know, it would have been nice to have a little cup run, wouldn't it? Uh, and maybe have a, a trip to a nice Premier League ground at some point. I think it would have worked out being Leicester away if we would have... Yeah, we could have beaten them. Beaten Newport. And we could have uh, beaten them. Portsmouth and... But, you know, the Newport, the Newport exit was dire. It was a dire game. Um and you know, and we just threw that away. But um, I think you can, what, you can't be unhappy with the season. The only thing you can be unhappy about is that the management situation is changing. However, new guy comes in; he might be ten times better than Nathan Jones. You never know. Spirit says we've been solid. I don't think we've fully clicked yet, but that's okay. Can't be unhappy with some of the results we've had. And to be honest, after having almost a week to reflect on the Jones departure, it's such an exciting time. Yeah. Why shouldn't you be excited? It's, it's like I think I tweeted out the other day. It's the start of a new era. Start of a new era. You know, Jones has been, he's gone, he's done. Uh, and I, I say again, good luck to him. I have nothing to, nothing but, you know, go out and, you know, hope you do well. Uh, I know there are other fans that don't agree with that, but I do think he should just go out and do it. Um, yeah, it's an exciting time. It's always exciting. You know, how boring would it be to, to support a club that doesn't have all this, all these ups and downs that we've had? It'd be totally boring. Lee says, done fantastic, uh, done fantastic away from home, but poor at the Kenny. Injuries again to key players, especially at the back. New manager takes over us in touching distance of the playoffs. Needed this break desperately. Still feel we can challenge for the playoffs. Lee, he's had a preview of the podcast because it's exactly <laughs> what we've been saying. Literally what we've been saying. But what Lee says there as well, it definitely is an attractive role for someone. I think Gary Sweet said it the other day. It's just a sexy project or someone, an agent said that it was a sexy football club to work for. And it it is... Like you said, a new manager is going to come in to the Luton team and be a point off the playoffs with all that talent, with, as Gary Sweet says, a little bit of money to spend in January. It's, that's a, that's an attractive want, opportunity for someone they to come in and prove them. And with the stadium on the horizon as well. And he could really become... The new manager could really become a Luton legend, couldn't he? Yeah. He really could. And, you know, let's not use the word legend too... Um, easily because you know we've got one big Luton legend uh, still at the club and it was good to see him out on Saturday but um, yeah he could become a super Luton legend if he if he takes us on stays with us and takes us into the Premier League that would be crazy wouldn't it um, are we dreaming possibly hmm. one can, day in the future can, why not can it happen of course it can but if you, he's got to get the right person and then we've got to hold on to some of our key players in the transfer windows because that's important too isn't it you come back in January and the transfer window opens and then suddenly, you know, you, your squad gets decimated by people coming in for them or agents put, you know, touting their, their talent out. Well, they're all worth a lot of money, are they? So. Well, they might be worth a lot of money, but, you know, if, if you've got the dream, you want to keep the team together for a little bit longer than, you know, half a season, don't you? John says, solid. Failing to sign a centre-half has cost us, but that's easy to say in hindsight. Despite some stupidly dropped points, our excellent away form means we're about where we should be. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's of the same opinion. No one's disappointed with this season so far. Disappointed that we haven't done better at home. But overall, you can't be disappointed where we are. You, when you go and watch football, you, you want to see a decent game most of the time, don't you? you know, but if, they, if you can rough out a 1-0, you'll take it. But um, it hasn't been exciting at home. It's been really frustrating at home. Really frustrating. Saturday, to the point, was really frustrating. You just think, on, I know this podcast has basically just all been about home form, but and we say it all the time. Even if we could turn two of them draws into wins, we'd be sat fourth in the table and we'd all be absolutely buzzing. 
Yeah, but and, it's and, just crazy. It's and it's like Nathan Jones always said: fine margins in this league. There is very fine margins in the league, and um, we've all got our own opinions. And you know, most of them tonight are all the same. So that's fantastic because we're all we're all singing off the same hymn sheet. Um, it's a great time to be a Luton Town fan, especially for anybody who's just started watching us as well. You know, we're in a good league, we are in a good position, and we've got a good future. And, you know, what more could you want? Is I think we can sustain ourselves in this division quite easily. Fingers crossed. In the end, I have to put that in because, uh, you know, because that'll come back to bite me otherwise, won't it? But overall, we're in a decent position. We get, we're ready to move on. We're ready to move on with, with the whole thing. And I'm, you know, one, one point off the playoffs is crazy at this point. Yeah. Because last season, you know, we sort of almost snuck in, didn't we? We started moving up the table second half of the season. I, there's no reason why we can't. Do it again, and you know, hopefully, uh, by the time we go back up to Huddersfield to to put to bed that one, it'll be fun. Sam says one point off the playoffs, new manager inbound. Stats show they're always given an initial boost, and we have an awareness of improvements needed. Good times lay ahead after the break. Burke and Potts to return, etc. And Will says solid but unremarkable. Feels like we haven't really got going yet, but when we do, I don't see why we can't push for playoffs. Need to find some more goals from midfield and Adebayo. Morris is great, but needs help. Burke returning alongside Lockyer should sort out defensive problems. Midfield has been fine, but still a bit out of balance. Bring in another defensive <coughs> option in January, he says, maybe. Well, yeah, and also uh, hope that the two that have, gone, that have gone to the World Cup come back injury-free as well, because that would be uh, quite an interesting thing mm-hmm. to watch, isn't it? Disappoint then. When was the last time we had a couple of uh, Luton Town players at the World Cups? I was going to mention that in a minute. But I was you. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I just apologise. Either way. But, you know, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? It's super, super exciting. It's super exciting time. And to be a Luton fan now, compared to when we were in the non-league, um, is amazing. You know, don't get me wrong, five years in the non-league, you know, went to all the games and, and you know, you, you watch them and you've seen that team go from there to where we are now. If you're not happy, there's something wrong with you. Literally. The, the future is totally, totally on for us. I do think it'll be interesting potentially looking at what we do in January, especially if a new manager comes in in the next week or so, um, he's going to have, or she's going to have four, four games. Is it three games before the window opens? And you think, is that enough time to make an opinion on the squad and what you going to need to do in the, Listen, in the window? He, or is that just, he we're will, just going to recruit? And whoever, throw. Whoever, whoever comes in, whoever comes in, doesn't come in not knowing about Luton Town and how they well they've done. He'll know they'll know some of our key players, but they've got the backroom staff there that are already there that will give them an information about how they see things and how things have been in the past. Um, and they'll also come in and they'll have a couple of favourite players they might want to bring in themselves. So you know, I'm, there's nothing but positivity for me for a change. You excited? What for 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 Luton? Just yeah, for Luton Town, just for this always, new era. always. Yeah, I think you know I can't see the reason why we can't push on if we don't get promoted it's not a big deal as long as we stay there uh, it'd be nice it's it just was, exciting to challenge isn't it it's just exciting to be there or thereabouts yeah because it makes the season much more fun yeah. but you know I still say once you see the, the turf being laid at power court and the stands going up you know that we're moving onwards and you know from that point we have a serious chance of going into the next league and you know flirting with it like the other teams have, like Brentford, like Bournemouth, um, and potentially turn yourself into a Brighton or a Leicester. I'm mm-hmm. not saying we can win the league, but I'm just saying staying in the league longer than people would expect you to, not just being a yo-yo. 
hundred percent. It's definitely an exciting era to to come. I think at, at Luton. Let us know what you're thinking. Who do you want in charge? Uh, down below in the comments. World Cup starts next Sunday, doesn't it? Yeah. Excited for that? No, no. I don't. I don't. I, I think it's because it's time of year. Um, I genuinely think that it's been a lot of negativity about Qatar and how they got the how they got the competition. Um, obviously, the legislation um, is not helping with publicity. But once the tournament starts, you'll probably get in and you'll probably start sinking into it. I don't agree fully with Gareth Southgate's squad. Um, I do hope that we can beat the USA. I do hope we can beat Iran. And, and Wales. And Wales in particular. 100% Wales. Yeah. So, you know, I th- there's no reason we can't. I, you know, but you have to question, you know, for instance... You have to question the forward he, just, he he decided to take, um, but you know it's Gareth Southgate. He, you know he's the, he's the most successful English manager for a long, long time, um, with the exception of Alf Ramsey, I suppose, and probably no, he's been more successful than than Robson and, and anyone past him. So you know he's got to a final and a semi final. Can he do it again? I don't think so. But you know I'd, I'd like to think, you know, we got some interest um, up until Christmas, but. Who knows? Just on the Qatar stuff, have you seen they've been, they're now saying fans are arriving in their fan zones and they're clearly all just been paid to be there. They're just, they're, they're not real fans. Have you seen it? No. You need to see these videos. No, I'll have a look. But you know, there's, there's lots of things. You they're know, clearly that, faked and staged. They're saying that, um, you know, there's not many hotel things. If you're travelling to Qatar, good luck to you. I hope it's, I hope it's fun. I'm sure there'll be a few um, fans going over. But there is uh, flights from Dubai regularly in that they said that there's the furthest ground from from the i think there's the biggest distance to travel between one stadium and another is 42 miles the place is Mm. tiny the place is tiny and uh i don't think they i don't think they realize what they've taken on here you know um it should never have been there end of story but it is and it should never be it should never be the world cup shouldn't be at christmas it shouldn't it should be the summer that's the summer tournament it's set a precedent here well, two of our players are off to the World Cup. Hovarf and Lockyer. Lockyer very much deserved. And it's just so nice to see him get his opportunity. He said he'd love to be there. And his performances this season have fully deserved a place in that World Cup. I genuinely, I genuinely hope he gets a start as well or gets on. Uh, I, and I think he's, he's really shown a bit of class recently, hasn't he? And, and he, de- he deserves everything about it. Hovarf was probably a given um for usa but uh, you say that but then the reason he decided to come on loan to us was for that opportunity and to go if i need to be in that world cup squad i'm gonna have to play so fair play to him for making that move and from forest he could have sat on the bench in the premier league but he decided no i want to be in that world cup squad and he's coming and he's made a real impact yeah and maybe their experiences will just only improve them um but i'm not really excited about world cup sadly but then again on monday when i turn on the television to watch the England game with a couple of beers you'll be you'll be buzzing yeah well off work for a week from Wednesday anyway so you are yeah so come come watch it come watch why it you, hang on why are you off work and you'll leave me welcome oh, up okay so when you off no, when you off <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast anyway okay, fair enough. um exciting times yeah look I I hope I hope the home nation does well one of us anyway um and to all your Welsh people out there, I hope you have a good tournament, but you don't beat England. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the World Cup's the World Cup, isn't it? I suppose once you see it and it starts, you'll, you'll get into it. But at the moment, I, I have little excitement over it. 
Well, before, I'll tell you what, we said this would be our last podcast before the World Cup break and we were going to have a little bit of time off, but I imagine if we employ a manager in the next week, we might have to do an emergency podcast depending on who it is. Um, emergency podcast. I so I feel that. like we can't sign off uh, before the World Cup without seeing if Pataro's around just to just to see how he's doing. And Yeah. Well, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to put a pound on he don't answer. Yeah. He's normally good at, at letting us down on that side, isn't he? Um, no. Yeah. He's going to be in the pub, isn't he? Drinking. He's either ignoring us. I mean, it? I texted him, he didn't answer, but I wanted to know his thoughts on, on everything going into the World Cup break. But Ooh. Sorry, but the person uh, you call uh, isn't available at the I think he's shunning us. Well, maybe he's, doing, maybe he's cheating on us and doing another podcast with someone else on a Monday night now. Yeah, fair mm. enough. Well, look, if we get a new manager in next week, we'll see if we can get an emergency podcast up. Uh, if not, we'll see you in a few weeks' time. Yeah, so. and, you know, enjoy the World Cup if you're watching and uh, let's hope that uh, England gives something to shout about. Yeah, never know. We could be doing our next podcast as World Cup winners with an amazing manager in charge. Everything right. could be no, unreal. Stop there, stop there. We're not going to win the World we'll Cup. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out. out there now. England will not win the World Cup. He said it. Famous last words. We'll play this back in three weeks' time and we'll see where we're at. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time.